I'd love to talk a little bit about what is happening when women are so stressed that they have a low libido Mm -hmm. and how can we support them in getting in their bodies enough to feel more pleasure and have a higher libido? Yeah. Well, okay. So I do want to talk about the low libido piece. I do want to say though that, you know, having orgasms is an act of mindfulness. Like being present in sex is so important and we come back to food. Who wants to be mindful and present with a plate of like slop that you're like, oh, this is just to like fuel me. And Mm -hmm. so These are little things you can do throughout the day, like being really present, like all five senses going all in with your food. When you're outside walking, it's like freezing today, right? Feeling the cold on your skin, feeling what does that feel like? How does the air smell differently with the temperature change? And these kinds of acts where you're just tuning in, you're training your body to become more mindful, which makes it so much easier when it comes to sex because every message we've ever received can come up during sex. But if your nervous system's already primed, I'm a mindfulness champ. It's so much easier for you to go there. So to your point about libido and stress, so there's a couple things that are going on. So we've got the hormone piece and then we've got like the nervous system piece. So with the hormones, if cortisol is going up, you're in survival mode. And the body's like, if we're surviving, why do we want to try to make a baby? Because it's a scary environment right now. And For anyone that's like, but I don't want a baby, Mm, your biology doesn't care. Those ovaries have a totally different agenda for you. You just don't have to tell them. You don't have to tell them that you don't want a baby, but you do want their hormones. So just just get their their hormones from there. So if you're totally stressed out, though, the body's going to be like, well, what's sex? Like sex is like an act that we perform that, you know, could potentially end in pregnancy. So that's a little bit scary, right? When we're trying to be safe in the environment and the environment's not safe. And so We do see hormonal shifts, which is your body's way of keeping you safe, not betraying you, albeit very, very annoying. Now, the other piece is that, you know, whenever we talk about sex, people are like hormones, you know, clitoris, vulva, vagina, like penis, like all the parts. And what gets left out of the conversation is the nervous system. So if you think about a train track, we've got a train track and that train is going to be the delivery system of like pleasure, sex, like high brain, we want to do this. If you are being met with stressors throughout the day, and this happens a lot in relationships where it's like you're in a partnership, you ask them to follow through on something because it would help alleviate your stress. They don't. You just put one block on the train track. Let's say it's the end of the day. You're doing dishes. You feel just totally stressed out. The kids are like making a mess in the house and you're like, hey, can you just help pick up? And they're like, hey, I'm watching the game right now. Block her okay, so you had a hard day and you're like, hey, I just really want to talk to you about today. Like I want to share with you, like I had this really stressful experience at work and maybe that partner's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I don't really have time for that right now. Or they're just scrolling on their phone, ignoring you, another blocker. But then that partner comes back around later and is like, oh, I know you love it when I kiss your neck. And they try to send the train. But the train now has to get through all these blockades. It doesn't happen. Because all of these stressors and this partner reinforcing this, like, I'm not safe in my environment, has created a blockade. Now, the brain is like, there's so much static. I cannot receive the message. Train does not make it to the station. And so there's never deployed. The like, hey, it's sex time never gets deployed. So it's not that you necessarily have a low libido and you're broken or you need fixing or anything like that. It's that there are things that are literally putting blockades in the way so that you can't receive those signals. And that's where we're like, yes, we have to focus on hormones in some aspects, but we need to focus on the relationship as well. That's huge. I'm so grateful you said that because in this period of time in my life, I'm just so curious about all the things and messages that women are given 
to like shape shift and change and like mm-hmm. and it's like dude where is like any responsibility on the partner yeah or the other person to be like in conversation with them you know where it's like the women are like okay i have a little libido i've got to get higher libido mm-hmm. gotta like de-stress myself and i've got to do all these things and it becomes another thing on the to-do list yeah rather than like something that's liberating them well and sex becomes something on the to-do list and who wants to do anything on that to-do list <laughs> totally So the relationship, I think that's so important is people being in relationships where they can feel like they're with a partner that's seeing them, understanding them, supporting them and feeling more safe in their body and feeling really relaxed and grounded. So what would be a conversation that someone could have if they're feeling like, okay, there's three blocks in the way of my train Mm -hmm. that have been created and I don't know if the man, if in this case it's heterosexual, knows. Yeah. How could we sort of have the conversation to support us in like the train getting into the station? (laughs) Yeah, well, this is what's really important. So in the book, I have checklists for you to understand like what people would call turn-ons and turn-offs. It's based on the sexual excitation and inhibition model that is basically like things that get you excited, that get you there, and things that will inhibit you, which are the very, very important things. So in taking that quiz, you can start to understand like, hey, I'm someone who has touchier breaks. And if you're someone with touchier breaks, those are the things that your partner has to work on. And so having a conversation with your partner, you know, letting them know, hey, I really want to be intimate with you. Like, I love sex with you. And this is how I'm wired. This is how I'm set up. Sometimes men will get defensive because they're like, listen, like, I do all of this stuff every single day. And like, I work so hard. I hate that conversation because it's, I don't think they intend to, but they, what they're saying is that. I do all this stuff, I'm entitled to your body. I do all this stuff, I'm entitled to sex. That is the wrong conversation. And it, it, it can be really difficult. If that is the way your partner is coming about it, you probably can't manage that on your own. Like having a therapist and yeah. someone who's trained in sex therapy, honestly, is what you want because they know how to walk that line and how to help you in the sexual health department, but also help you in your overall relationship department. So having that conversation with your partner, if they start down that road probably time to call in some outside help. But otherwise, letting them know first, like, hey, this is what I want. The end goal is I want more sex with you and I want to be very engaged in our sexual relationship. For me, these are the things that, you know, put up blockades for me. So for me, I need to feel like I'm being supported. I need a little less stress and not doing the like, you have to do this or you're not doing this because that will of the block and you know everybody starts to shut down when they feel attacked but instead coming from the perspective of how you feel and how if these little things shift that's going to help your body be able to receive those signals men they not all of them but a lot of them operate differently they have more of this spontaneous desire they're walking around with sex on the mind all the time they could have everything in the world going on in their life but you walk by and you know, you're wearing like your pajamas, but they like see a little nip slip and they're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, it, it is time to go. And you're like running the to do list or the lunch mm-hmm. is packed is like, what's carpool going to look like? Uh, you know, my commute, like, am I ready for this meeting? Like you're doing a lot more in your mind that they might make that advance. And they're like, I don't understand. For me, all I did was see you and I'm in the mood. Why is it not like that for you? And it's because that's just the way you are. You operate. That's your mode of operation. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. And it is a situation where they have to ease up on the brakes and at the same time recognize that for a lot of women, you have to get things in motion before the brain is like, oh, sex, I really like this. Let's do this. Like, because it's very easy 
for you to be like, yeah, no, I really like take it or leave it when you've had so much on your plate. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.